0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the First Loved Podcast. Today's podcast is called God's Faithful Provision. And mostly I want to share with you a little bit of history again, particularly coming into 2019, where God once again is just showing his incredible faithfulness to me and to the ministry. And I hope in telling you these stories that it would also encourage your hearts that if you are in a season of wondering, Lord, how are you going to provide? How are you going to take care of? And particularly when it doesn't come in the way you're looking for, the way you hope, that hearing this would encourage your heart that God does, in fact, remain incredibly faithful to provide what's necessary for the things that he's given to us and called us to do. Some of you may have heard this at some point, but I'm just going to run as though you haven't heard it at all. Anyway, it was 2005, that my church had given me a six-month sabbatical. And to my great shock, I came off that sabbatical really believing that I was to no longer be the senior pastor. It shocked me. It shocked the church. It was very difficult for all of us. But I just knew that I knew that that wasn't what I was supposed to be doing going forward, even though I honestly wasn't really sure what the next step was. When we got home, especially as the kids were processing this decision, two of them were already in college and wondering, Dad, what are you doing? Are you insane? (laughs) This is crazy. So I was talking with Robin recently. We were just thinking back over that season. And to the best of our knowledge, I think it was within a week. Robin got a call from her former boss asking her to come back. She offered her the same amount of money that I gave up going from the senior role to an assistant role to raise up the young guy and give him my position, which right off the bat was a serious amount of money. And it was a job (laughs) after I just decided to cut my job in half and not even know what was coming next. Anyway, so God right away within a week provided. And then two months into me being the assistant and trying to help the new senior, One night, I have this experience with God, and I've described it many times as a faith infusion, where God just dropped into my heart over an hour and a half, this confidence that I was supposed to take First Loved out to the whole church and no longer keep it within just our four walls. And because it was such a huge decision to step out of having any kind of job whatsoever and start this thing we were going to call First Loved Ministries— We took time as a family with elders, with varieties of people, asking them to pray and intercede with us to make sure that what I thought happened to me, that God really was calling me out to do something new and a huge risk, that we were certain it was in fact God. And by the time Christmas came, we were very, very confident that it was from the Lord Over the course of 2006, again, the very next provision was, how do you start a ministry? And literally, that very first week in January, I called a friend. He was part of something else called Apostolic Resource Center, a church that helped people plant churches and ministries. And I met with them, and the next thing I know, I was on my way to getting my 501c3 and the Lord just really helped us figure out how to take that 10-month curriculum and start talking about it in a weekend. But he was unbelievably faithful, and the church gave me nine months severance, believing that it would take nine months to birth something. It still left the fall, needing money, and one of the churches that had really been blessed by other things that I had done, they asked if I would come and teach it to their leaders for seven weeks, and they gave me their entire mission budget, which covered those final three months. So once again, the Lord provided in a profound way. We were covered all the way through 06 in that early transition season. 07, I still needed $5,000 a month because of bills and whatnot. And I'm like, God, how is this going to happen? So my very first gig in January of 2007, I think I brought in like 11 dollars or $1,200 and I needed 5,000. It was either the last day of January, the first day of February, um, just praying and asking the Lord, how are you going to do this? And we were hanging out together in Romans 8 when he said, Mark, if I am for you, who can be against you? I didn't spare even my own son. How will I not also, along with him, not graciously give you all things?" And as I just sat there and meditated on the word spare and just thought of hearing people say, you know, take everything, but at least spare my son, spare my child. And here God says, I didn't even do that. And then you might hear the word spare in this statement um, I spared no expense. You know, a, I threw all my money, everything toward this thing. Well, God says, Won't I graciously give you all things? So again, we're having this faith moment and going, okay, Lord. But it's the last day of the month, and a new month is starting. And so I went to the mailbox, and I saw a letter that was from some friends. And they had donated twice, a $200 check and a $400 check. So I thought, well, this is sweet. I open it up, and the check was for $4,200. I'm like, what? I even called them thinking somebody had put too many zeros on (laughs) on it. (laughs) I'm like this can't be right. And they said, well, actually, it's our business tithe. And we felt led of the Lord to give you the whole thing. So telling Robin and telling the kids, here's what God did this month. Well, each month, God did extraordinary things. Months when I thought nothing would happen. One month, I had one gig again where just there was a $1,000. The other one, I was supposed to go down to this church, actually, that helped with our nonprofit status, etc. But there had been a miscommunication, so I'm thinking I had Friday night all day Saturday. Well, they thought I was just coming to do something Saturday from 9 to 4. And so we had to cut it way back. Only like nine people came. But somebody drove down from Maine, had seen the advertisement for it on the church's website. So this lady drives all the way down from Maine. She only gets this very abbreviated experience, and she writes a check for $3,000. $3,000. $3,000. Those kind of stories happened again and again. July comes, no gigs, no money. The kids would come to me and say, Dad, what did God do this month? I mean, they started really getting excited, concerned, but excited to see what God would do next. And I said, yeah, but we don't really need that money this month. Everything's caught up. So I went to this little church in October of of a good friend. He said, most of the folks are old, Mark, and you won't get much. And I said, well, it's not about money, so I'll come. And sure enough, it was only like $500-ish maybe. And But three days later, go to the mailbox, there's an envelope, and inside the envelope is a letter and a check from this church. And the pastor said, Mark, you know, when these folks die, they give us money and put it in a trust fund that we can, at our discretion and prayer, we can give the money away. And he didn't know anything about my needs, and that check was for $5,000. So there was July, right? Well, all the way through that year, talk about building faith in all of us, my family and friends and whatnot. Well, then I took a job at Bethany Church in 2008, 9, and 10. And during that season, I was just so busy doing the pastoring, I didn't do that much for First Love. So come into 2011, I only had $200 in the First Love account, and I didn't have any gigs. And to my great surprise, at the end of that first week, I discovered that I'd lost my job. That was a first. I was just so shocked. I'm like, whoa, God what's this all about? And I just assumed because of his faithfulness to provide in the past that he would provide a job or something. And I couldn't even find a job as a carpenter. I couldn't find a job as a painter. There was nothing showing up. I had some folks trying to help me with first Loved, but the severance was almost gone. And Robin and I had the first ever in our whole lives panic attack together. (laughs) We were lying in bed that night, a Wednesday night, we can still remember it and like freaked out going, the money ends at the end of this month. What are we going to do? But amazingly, we got up the next morning and we both almost at the same time went to say, do you feel this peace thing? And we both realized the peace had come, but nothing had changed. So clearly God had done something in our hearts. Well, anyway, we went to a church. We were invited along with others to stand if we needed financial help. So we came home that day Robin went to the mailbox because we didn't go on Saturday. And so she went to the mailbox, brought in the mail, and says, Honey, here's an envelope from somebody from the church. And I opened it, and there was a personal check from somebody I barely knew for $15,000. $15,000. Seriously, folks. And it was from a personal checking account. We were stunned, we were crying. But it meant essentially that it would cover us through the summer months, and so we really felt like God wanted me to continue to work on First Loved. So I did, but it was a disappointment at the end of 2011. We didn't have a product, tried to work on getting along at the end of 2012, still didn't have a product. Winter of 2013, we are now living in a teeny little 750-square-foot apartment, $1,000 a month, including heat, so that was cool. But I had two carpenter jobs, both of which were gift and being paid absolutely nothing. Nothing's happening with first loved, and I'm just like, God, remember me? What about your faithfulness and your provision? Well, as some of you have heard along the way, the next thing I know, I feel like God called me to start working on my doctrine so that it would open more doors to share. The message of first loved is particularly to future leaders and have an opportunity to be in discussions and whatnot. Even that was remarkable because when the first three years of schooling finished that summer, my sister called me and said, Mark, I got this call from these guys that are doing something about discipleship, and I thought this was right up your alley. So I told him, I'm not coming, but you should call my brother. And so I called him. Well, one of the guys that was invited was a vineyard guy, but his name, Dennis Orthner, Dennis had spent his entire 40 years as a PhD professor at Chapel Hill doing surveys and data and all that stuff. And for my project, I needed to create a very unique survey. So we went out to coffee. He got all excited about what I was doing. And I can't tell you how important and how helpful he was to help me get that done. Again, another crazy provision And then in 2016, my buddy here, Peter, who's sitting here and hanging out with me, helping me do these podcasts, one day Peter comes to me and literally says, Mark, I think the Lord wants me to help you. And Lori and I are good about leaving my job and coming to help you. And I'm like, but I already told you, we don't have any money. (laughs) Are you insane? And he says, well, we have faith. Do you have faith? I'm like, okay. And uh, which we did have some (laughs) savings. But there was this moment of feeling like this is like one of the biggest insanity things we've attempted or thought about doing. And But remarkably, as a board, we made a decision to do it. And the very day we decided, somebody called us and said that a the house they'd inherited got sold. They wanted to give us money from that, and they gave us a $15,000 gift. On the day we decided to take the risk, and so Peter came to work for me in 2016 with me, really. And we did some amazing stuff. I mean, Pete got First Love really back on the map and just developed so much infrastructure, so many good things. And so now I've got Dennis and I've got Peter. Peter helped me do the project. We just did some amazing work together. And then all of a sudden, First Love had to get put on the back burner again. Well, over the last year, year and a half, as I was trying to finish. Well, the amazing thing is, is that here we are now in 2019. We took a risk to let the ministry kind of limp along last year, and we were only a few thousand dollars below budget. It was remarkable. But here we are in 2019, and once again, once again, God is doing crazy, wonderful things in terms of provision, where first Pete feels like he wants to go back and make a a stab at really making a studio thing, which I'm so excited about because he's so good at it. But he did an awful lot for us and in such a remarkable way, like, God, how can we possibly replace him? But the Lord took care of it. That's all I can say is the Lord took care of it. And now we have a finance person, Annette Davies. Shout out to Annette. You're amazing. And we have Gail Dory, who Pete's known and worked with. Gail came on, and she has been astounding as our admin person. And then just last week, the Lord provided somebody from a church in New Hampshire that one of our board members knew and shared what we do with her. And she was very excited to come on. And so now we have a really functioning staff. We've got a good board. And then on top of it, in the last month... The Lord also brought my son, Josh, a gal named Melody and another gal named Rachel. Rachel was trained. She's got an MDiv, but she's also been trained as a curriculum development person. Melody loves to edit and to write. And Josh, of course, with his creative stuff and the film company that he knows— We've been meeting for the last month on Tuesdays to begin to strategize. How can we finally, finally, finally have a real version one, <laughs> first loved product? Woohoo! This is so cool. And so the Lord's just brought this amazing, amazing team together. And again, with people who can do stuff I can't do. And I think for both Peter and I, our joy in watching the Lord provide two people to do what he did so well, but we feel very hopeful and confident that these guys are going to do it with the same degree of excellence that Peter did. So all of that, what it just leads me up to is to say that God faithfully provides. And honestly, even back in that 2013 season where he provided a 750 square foot apartment, including heat, and I was making nothing It was still provision, and you could have looked at that really negatively, and yet we were so grateful to God. We had a place, our bills were being paid, it was cozy, we could actually keep the heat up all the time. (laughs) Robin loved that. And then one of the things Peter and I did, and I just want to finish with this today, was that when we first started working together, we put a whole bunch of verses together that we entitled, Trust Me, and we printed them and had them taped all over the studio so that we could be reminded and... I just want to encourage you that no matter where you are, if things look as bleak as they did in 2013 for me and other times, that God is faithful. He is faithful, faithful, faithful to provide. Just don't decide how it needs to come, when it needs to come. That's what will get you in trouble is if you think it ought to look a certain way and it ought to happen in a certain time, don't do that. You just got to trust in the goodness of God that he, in fact, is working all things for good. And you got to let him determine what good means. Trust in his faithfulness to be good and to know your needs and to know, right, that you are so much more valuable, so much more valuable than the birds in the grass and he takes care of us. Well, let me just finish with there was the top verse on the sheet just to remind you, hear the Lord. Wherever you are at, hear the Lord. I, your God, will bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. I, your God, I, your God, will bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times having all that you need you will abound in every good work oh i pray that your hearts are encouraged and finally i just want to encourage you to be praying though that we still need provision then for this great team where we're finally going to move toward product we do need the lord to provide to be able to pay some of these people cuz some of them are professionals at what they do and so would you just really join us in prayer, join us in faith in that passage, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. But if you would just join us in prayer, that you'd even hang out in this verse with us, and as we're just putting our faith and confidence in the Lord, that He would continue to be faithful to the ministry. Because there's so many people that just really need to hear this, and Finishing Product this year will actually get it out there to way more people and bless them so anyway love you thank you for just hearing um, a brief version of the story I hope it encouraged your hearts today God is faithful and he is faithful to provide every blessing have a great day